Hello and welcome to Weebspawn. We talk about anything and everything related to anime and gaming. We are by no means experts, just huge fans. I'm your host, Bobby, and with me is Joshua. Hello, Bobby. Glad to be doing another episode. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about One Punch Man Season 1. And as always, spoilers ahead. One Punch Man is a Japanese superhero manga series created by One. I believe it's One. I don't know if it's One or it's One. Um, I, I'm i going to assume it's One, but could definitely still be One. Because the name is all capitalized whenever I looked it up. So I don't actually know. But yeah, so it, that's who it's created by. And it tells the story of Saitama, who is a superhero who can defeat any opponent with a single punch and he eventually grows bored from the lack of challenge and yeah so one wrote the original webcomic manga version in early of 2009 a digital web uh, a digital manga remake began publication in shueisha's uh, tonari no young uh, jump or tonari no shonen i would assume shonen jump um, or is it actually Young? Uh, I don't know if those two are the same or not. Yeah, I don't know. Hold on, let me look it up real quick. Yeah, it's just Young Jump. Oh, that, I didn't know there was actually a... I thought that was just a weird translation. But yeah, Young Jump website in June of 2012. And it was written uh, still by One. And it was illustrated by Yusuke Murata. Its chapters are periodically compiled and published into individual Takobon volumes. And as of June of 2022, 26 volumes have been released. In North America, Ms. Vidya has licensed the remake manga for the English language release. And it has seri uh, been serialized in its weekly Shonen Jump digital magazine. Um, yeah, so I guess Young Jump must just be a website version and Shonen Jump is the, the magazine. Not really 100% sure. I'm not familiar with Japanese. Uh, Unless it's just media. like a, a competing thing, maybe for like non, uh, like up and coming non well, Yeah. But yeah, so uh, the anime adaptation produced by Madhouse was broadcasted in Japan from October to December of 2015. The second season was produced by JC Staff and was broadcast from April to July of 2019. A third season has been announced and is licensed in North America by Viz Media. And it premiered, so it originally premiered in the United States on Adult Swim's Toonami programming block in July of 2016. And the second season was premiered October uh, of 2019. So yeah, they had quite a bit of a gap between their seasons, but I feel like it's been picking up a lot lately don't forget it premiered one of the another show that premiered on toonami which we did a whole episode about that i still was astounded by the fact that it had its own like backstory mm -hmm. That's yeah something honestly that... it's it's honestly crazy how much i guess um effort went into Tanami's mini clips in between episodes or in between shows absolutely blows my mind 
But if you guys haven't seen One Punch Man, I highly recommend it. It's just a good, feel-good shonen. It it doesn't take itself too seriously, like, at all. It's the whole, the whole shtick is that he kills everyone or defeats everyone in one punch. So, of course, you get your, like, diehard fans that are like, oh, no, he wouldn't be able to defeat my character in one punch. Like, yes. He would. That's the whole <laughs> point of his character. Like, he's a parody character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure, like, the entire thing was wrote as a satirical take on anime characters. And the whole idea that in most shonen manga and anime, the main character always wins every time. Like, they always save the day at the end. And I feel like Saitama is the like you said like it's a parody it's the uh, satirical form of that tr- uh, manga trope so he's he just took it one step further and instead of like maybe getting beat up a lot and needing to go through this whole entire training arc he just cuts out the middleman and just beats him right away and yeah it really is one of those sit back feel good like you don't have to really think too hard about it it's just there for entertainment yeah, they did it. I think they did really well. The overpowered character. Mm-hmm. So as you couldn't tell, the whole premise behind this is like you mentioned. Saitama is able to defeat anyone in one punch, and he grows bored for being too strong. Eventually, he decides to be a hero for fun as more of a hobby, and he never really takes a fight too seriously because he he. He gets frustrated more than anything once he defeats him in one punch. He's like, no, not again. And it's just kind of funny how he's always looking for a challenge, but he's just too strong himself. Yeah, I originally didn't like this show before watching it just because I just, how can this be good? How can you take a character that defeats an opponent in one single punch how can you take it seriously? How can you actually enjoy the show? Because there's no conflict. There's no frustrations of the enemy being too strong and this and that. But yeah, it's actually pretty good. And I really enjoyed watching it once I finally gave it a chance. It was one of my buddies who's like, yeah, you got to watch the show with me. And I'm really like, I don't want to. And he's like, no, you have to watch it. So then I started watching it and I'm like, oh, okay. I see how they give you this, like, conflict and a little bit of frustration in his character because he doesn't really get the recognition that he deserves as this strong superhero. And, yeah, it's just one of those things that if you have any frustrations or, like, if you if you have any misgivings about the show, watching it typically smooths that over because... I was one of the ones that did not want to jump on the bandwagon. And once I did, I'm like, oh, shit. I don't want to admit that I actually like this show. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely just a feel-good anime you can just put on. And and not to mention, the first season only has 12 episodes. So it's a relatively short like anime to binge-watch. You can get it done in a few hours. Right away, beginning off... We see a monster is attacking a city because there's so many cities apparently that they are just now recognized by letters of the alphabet. <laughs> and 
I don't think they ever really explain why. I think they're just like, yeah, you're just part of a city now. But yeah, anyways, I, um, yeah, I don't really understand that. I think it has something to do with like because Tokyo is divided up into districts and stuff. So I think that it kind of has that take on it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really fully understand why, but it's, I think it's like a district thing rather than individual cities. Yeah, it's probably just so it's easier to send heroes out. So they're like, hey, go to A city, go to B city, go to like J city, or like, hey, this is your jurisdiction and all this stuff. So that would be my only guess. Mm -hmm. But a monster known as Vaccine Man, who was born from the pollutions of Earth, sent to cleanse the Earth of humans... And while he is here, he ends up defeating two heroes before Saitama comes in and kills him with one punch, which then he screams in frustration that it ended too quickly. Then we get a little flashback of him before he grew bald about how he decided to become a hero after saving this child from a crab-like monster. And then we go back to the present, and yes, this is still all one episode, where we keep flipping back and forth. We see two brothers, one obsessed with muscles, and the other a mad scientist, who bring together their strengths to make some kind of like super steroid, which causes the younger brother to become this colossal creature, and they set for world domination, basically bringing together brains and bronze. We see Saitama is casually just standing on his shoulder when the other brother, the older brother, the scientist, says to kill the guy on his shoulder. And the Colossal accidentally kills his brother, who was on the opposite side of the shoulder, and enraged and attacks Saitama, who he blames for his death. And he thinks he defeats him after throwing him into the ground and... He either stomps on him or punches him and leaves, like, this giant-ass crater. And then he's like, I have become the strongest, but so what? I Who am I supposed to cherish this with? And Saitama emerges from the ground and defeats him in one punch because he's like, yeah, it sucks being the strongest, doesn't it? So you kind of get a feel for, like, what his character is going to be overall. Yeah, it really sets it up kind of nicely that it shows this giant-ass monster, which I feel like might be a reference to, like, Attack on Titan or something because of his colossal-type stature. I can't confirm that. But, yeah, you see this giant creature that is overpowered as shit, and Saitama comes and gets beat around by him a little bit, but is completely unfazed and punches him and completely kills him. Sets the tone for how strong Saitama is. And if from this little battle, if you haven't really already figured it out from watching, Saitama is a pretty laid-back guy. But he has a very short temper, which is shown in the following episode. And here we start with him watering this little cactus. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure if you overwater them, they die. So he's probably not really the brightest guy. <laughs> he's just continuously watering this cactus anyway in the background you hear a news report about mosquitoes wreaking havoc in z city 
while one mosquito is sitting there annoying Saitama while he tries to catch it. Kind of like buzzing around his face and ear like every mosquito that you're trying to find. And like, where is that noise coming from? So it's, he's really distracted by this. And while this is going on, we see a character named Genos, which is a cyborg, and he enters Z-City to destroy the mosquito problem. And here he meets with Mosquito Girl, who is controlling them and uses the blood to get give herself more power. And ensuing in a fight, Genos has the upper hand at first, but he is slowly losing to the overwhelming amount of mosquitoes. And at this point, Saitama comes in, and he kills her with a single slap. So he doesn't even punch her this time, or punch the enemy. He just slaps her and completely splats her, kind of like a fly swatter type situation. And Genos is awed by this extreme power, and he begs Saitama to allow him to be his disciple. And Saitama's like, I don't really know. But he's like, sure, I suppose we can. And they head home together. And eventually, they are attacked at their home by the House of Evolution. Because the head person saw this fight with the Mosquito Girl and wants to find out where this man gets all of this unwielding strength from. One of the things I liked about this fight, too, was... Like, right before Saitama gets here or something, Genos is like confirm no human within 400 meters or something and decides to use this big explosion and like Saitama's there and like all his clothes get burnt but then he's just sitting there with his dumb look like wow that was strong <laughs> and you just get yeah, like he... this dumb look from him yeah which is pretty impressive to for Saitama to say because one nothing is really that strong to him but he can actually appreciate Genos's strength um, one thing I did like about this episode was when he was fighting that mosquito and he's sitting there like trying to slap the mosquito. He's just not able to kill it. And I feel like every person understands that frustration just a little bit. But also, what is that mosquito made out of if <laughs> Saitama could not just slap the shit out of him and kill it? I think that's another part they did so well with this character is like, besides the fact that he can literally defeat everyone in one punch they make him so original like so like if he didn't have this super strength he would be the most mundane person oh yeah ever and it's literally just because of this that you would bring attention to and i think that's what makes him such a good character though yeah they make him very human <laughs> yes literally like they stuck to his stick. They're like, all right, this is his gimmick. And then everything else, like, he doesn't get any other random-ass superpower or whatever. They're just like, yeah, he can just, he's super strong. But other than that, he's just a very ordinary guy. He He's very <laughs> fugal. <coupons>. Yeah. <laughs> so after this attack, they do manage to question the armored gorilla which was one of the people who from the house of evolution that was there where they question him to reveals that the person who sent them was dr genus he is a man wanting saitama's body 
And Saitama quickly gets a misunderstanding, but Genos <laughs> is quick to tell him that he... He tells him that he wants his body for experimental purposes and nothing more. Not what he thought. <laughs> Saitama decides to take action immediately because there is actually a discount at the supermarket tomorrow. So they need to finish this up quickly. Before leaving, Genos asked the gorilla if there was any other cyborg in their organization four years ago. But unfortunately, there wasn't. So we get a little peek at Genos's backstory and at the house of evolution genos destroys the above ground portion in one blast meanwhile saitama goes through all the traps set up like it's nothing underground now they finally reach the strongest person in there carnage kabuto who is a rhinoceros beetle hybrid monster if you couldn't tell a lot of the house of evolution was like combining animals and insects with humanoid to make them a class stronger than regular humans. At first he goes to attack Saitama, but his instincts tells him to retreat until he finds out about Saitama's strength, where Saitama proclaims his strength comes from a vigorous daily training regimen of 100 push-ups, 100 sit-ups, 100 squats, and 10 kilometers running every day that's where he gets his superhuman strength from so of course both carnage and genos is in disbelief and because of this carnage goes into his berserk mode where his strength is multiplied i don't know how much stronger it is i just know it like it's a huge buff and he seems to be pushing saitama's back but that is only because he was in dis belief because he realized that the discount sale is actually going on today meanwhile this like huge fight life or death fight he like everyone thinks is happening Saitama's mind is all about this discount sale at the supermarket so realizing his mistake he gets frustrated and eventually attacks back defeating and once again one punch and rushes over to the supermarket to try and catch the sale <laughs> yeah and this is exactly the thing we were mentioning where how he's very human he likes deals he likes saving money and nothing's going to get in the way of that the only thing that's different about him is he's ridiculously strong yeah it, it just makes so good relief when everything gets serious you know saitama will come here and just shatter everything everything you think is common sense he's just like no <laughs> yeah like you see this animation change in him and then he's like all right time to get real and then he just punches and it's over so on the news the following day we see a bald man named hammerhead using some sort of power suit and he's wreaking havoc on f city and because of his vendetta again zaniru who owns apartment buildings uh in this area he decides to go on this rampage. It's like a capitalistic type feud. He doesn't like the landlord who I think he was kicking him out at the time. It was something along those lines. So he just takes it to the extreme. Yeah, it was something like that. He was trying to like set a message like, hey, mm -hmm. don't oppress us and all this. Yeah. Stuff. 
and Saitama sees this on the news and he is just furious and he goes to stop him because this dude is going to give or he is giving bald people a bad name because I believe the news report was saying something like, if you see a bald person, do not approach them. They're very dangerous. And Saitama's like, oh, hell no. I don't want to be discriminated against because of my bald head. So, yeah, all this is going down. He's like, I got to mess this dude up. Of course, uh, with Zaniru's money, because he's like this very rich guy, he hires a bodyguard named Speed O'Sonic. And he's this ninja who excels at speed, go figure, to kind of protect him because he, he knows the Hammerhead is coming for him. So he encourages Hammerhead, or he encounters Hammerhead's gang, Speed of, Son- or speed of Sonic, encounters them in the forest, and he easily beheads all but Hammerhead. He manages to run away, but not but only to run into Saitama. He uses his suit to increase his power, but obviously Saitama uses his one punch to blow it away, leaving him completely naked, and eventually he runs away from Saitama now. So as Saitama's kind of exploring or walking around, Speed of Sonic meets up with Saitama, and he tries to explain, like, hey, I'm not with that bald guy. I just happen to just be bald. Doesn't mean I'm with the dude who was trying to destroy infrastructure, but he was at the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, so, so Speed, of Son- or Speed of Sonic doesn't really believe him or doesn't care and tries to attack Saitama, but he's able to easily block the attack. And yeah, he wants to try to defeat him, but Saitama's obviously too strong for this. And I think he believes it's a fluke of some sort. Like, how did Saitama block me? I'm the fastest guy alive. So he's doing this crazy running around, jumping off of trees and stuff. Just He's like, I'm too fast for this guy. He can't see me. So I'm just going to end it right here, right now. And he goes to kick Saitama from the air. And yeah, Saitama does this thing where he just kind of slowly turns to him. Or Does he turn to him? He just kind of puts his fist up. And as the guy's coming down to kick him... He punches him in the balls, <laughs> and it, it it was just one of those moments that's very comedic, like one of the most comedic parts of this show so far, and yeah, he quickly retreats and tells Saitama, like, hey, this isn't over. I'm going to defeat you. I will become stronger and kill you. Eventually, Saitama returns home in a crisis. Because he explains how he's done all these heroic deeds, but nobody knows who he is. And at this point, Genos tells him he needs to sign up for the hero registration online. Because that's going to be the only way he actually gets his name out there. And this starts the adventure of Saitama becoming a hero. Yeah, and this... (laughs) I always thought it was funny in this scene because he does, like, flip his head back when... Uh, Speed of Sonic is going through like this monologue like ha you won't ever be able to see me and when he goes into the attack he immediately like flips his head and he's like are you done yet <laughs> and that's when like he tries to pull back his punch and you see that it like just barely touches him but then it's just like because he's so strong just that barely touch and he's just like he can't even walk and he's like 
I will kill you for this. <laughs> Can we also just say that, like, they literally kill people left and right, and so often. Yeah, and like it's <laughs> like I don't know. It's quite why. shocking. Yeah, because it's just like they make this so satirical. But, like, the monsters and, like, the enemies really do die. Like, there's blood everywhere. But then it's just, like, it's so happy-go-lucky at times that you just forget, like, wow, they actually just died. Like, if you yeah. if it didn't have this comedic thing, it would be a very dark superhero anime. Yeah. I was shocked when that happened. I'm like, um, did he just fucking murder those people? Yeah, like, they actually died. I'm just like, they don't just, like pass out and like what you think they die and then like after the fight's over miraculously nobody actually died they just all passed out like no they mm-hmm. they died <laughs> <laughs> so in order to become registered heroes they must pass a physical and written test and while there Saitama easily passes the physical test clearly passing any records previously made but nearly bombs the written portion as he is barely able to pass by just one point genos on the other hand gets a perfect score and is awarded s rank while saitama receives a c rank they go to a class to learn more about the heroes which is being led by the a rank hero snake which i always thought it was weird how they spelled his name s and E-A-K between like sneak and snake I guess I don't know but afterwards Genos asks for a spar since he has received some upgrades and during the spar Saitama doesn't seem to be really taking it seriously as he's just dodging all of Genos' attack but to which he asks him to actually take it seriously for once so Saitama decides to actually take it Serious for one punch as he attacks Genos, stopping just a few inches before his face. Genos looks back and sees that the mountain behind him has been destroyed just from the air blast alone, as he now believes Saitama is in a league of his own and that there's no amount of training he can do to catch up to him. Yeah, I think one of the most frustrating things of this episode was the fact that Saitama received C rank and Genos received S rank, which Genos is strong and he's good and everything, don't get me wrong. But it's just so frustrating to see Saitama so low in the ranks because he was so bad at the written portion of the test. And I think, though, one of the reasons, if I remember, that they also awarded uh, Genos as S rank is that they believe he was the one who destroyed House oh, of Evolution. Yeah. So yeah, I think you're right. So that was like a huge thing. And Saitama, though, I think if you saw his physical thing, he should have still been awarded higher than C rank, whether <laughs> the written portion was not uh, done. Yeah, they definitely did him dirty on, on that portion. Because he set records in everything they said. And it's like, okay, so if he set records in everything, you would think he would be higher than a C, but whatever. But then again, I guess they are trying to get more, like, well-rounded people. They don't want just yeah. muscle. 
But then that also begs the question for me is, do you remember the S-rank person called Metal Bat? Oh, yeah. He just literally just beats people with a bat. Yeah, and unless he's one of those characters that they made that looks like a gangster, but it is actually really smart, too. But he looks like a muscle brain person, like straight up. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah, it's very frustrating because a lot of their S-rank people are just garbage. Like, there's one tank top master. He's known for his tank top, but he's just a guy with muscles again. Yeah, like, if he uh, could become S-rank with just strength, why wasn't Saitama, who clearly right. was stronger than all of them? And he's even faced a couple of the tank top people. Mm-hmm. Ah. It's it's frustrating, but alas, he is uh, he has to climb the ranks like everybody else. We're like Genos. We know his true power. Like he deserves yeah. more, but because he doesn't have any accomplishments, he doesn't get it. And I guess that's the whole point of this show is because yeah, he doesn't get recognized for it. And I believe in season two we find out what actually happened to like all his accomplishments and yes why yes we do get it um and personally yeah we do learn that and it's very interesting because the yeah we could probably talk about that in season two but i honestly think jeno should be a rank rather than s rank he's he's because he's strong but he's not that strong well, he kind of gets wrecked a lot. To be fair, everyone that does wreck him are S rank as well. Yeah. So yeah, because he's always in those battles. Yeah, because it's like, and we'll talk about it here in a little bit. Even against like Sea King, he lost, but like he also like another S rank also lost to him. So like. That's true. He does lose, but, like, every battle he lost was, like, an s rank battle. Yeah. Very fair. Besides the very first one, the Mosquito Girl, but after he gets upgraded and everything, so. But I do believe, like, I feel like he would start, he should have started out in A and then maybe advanced to S, but if he wasn't an s rank for the story purposes, then... Saitama wouldn't have That's been true. <laughs> yeah, there's a big plot, a big plot reason why he's S rank. Plus, if he was A rank, he would actually never become S rank because, well, there's one way. But basically, because the A rank of the number one A rank is there, so he can prevent people from going into S rank because he thinks everyone under him is not worthy of becoming S rank. So unless Genos passed him he wouldn't have been able to get to S-Rank. So there is plot reason, I suppose. Okay. And, yeah, so Saitama is finally a hero. But, of course, he's just doing hero shit for fun, so he is just lazing around the house like normal until Genos tells him that if he remains inactive for one week, he's going to have his hero license revoked. And at this point, Saitama's like, fuck, I did all that just to get it revoked like that's not happening so he goes off to patrol and he tells genos like he needs to 
meditate to become stronger. I think this is to kind of keep Genos away because if Genos is around, he's going to get all the credit. Um, but yeah, so he has no idea what he's talking about when he, whenever he tells Genos, like, because Genos is like, please make me stronger to be like you. And he's like, I don't fucking know. So he just tells him whatever. So while on patrol, he kind of just runs around the city a little bit. And he runs into Speedo Sonic again, who tries to ambush him, but he bites his sword. Like, <laughs> Speedo Sonic is um, uh, swinging his sword at the back of his head, and he just kind of turns and just bites it and shatters it, which is very interesting. And then he just kind of runs off again. And at this point, uh, another hero, Tank Top Tiger, tries to belittle him a little bit, but is interrupted by Speedo Sonic as he causes this chaos. Because. At this point, Speed Assault Sonic is just pissed. He's like, why can I not beat this guy? So he's causing all this chaotic nature and basically trying to make Saitama look bad. But he says this is a perfect chance for him because if he defeats him to save the city, this is a heroic feat and he will remain as an active hero. So this is, this is all perfect. Meanwhile, there are reports of a mysterious being in a city called Kombu Infinity. And when two heroes are dispatched to clean them up, they are defeated. And that is when the monster sees Saitama coming back from the market. So after Saitama cleans everything up or whatever, he's coming back from the market and this Kombu monster decides to attack him. And the last scene is Saitama cooking some Kombu stew. So it's obviously he cleans up the mess without effort and it's just one of those again one of those heroic things where when heroes seek him out almost or villains seek him out he always runs into them when nobody's around to witness his heroic tasks and it's just one of those frustrating things that this show likes to repeat all the time yeah you kind of get it as like oh he's never gonna get recognized or at least like only certain people will recognize it because he does eventually slowly moves up in the ladder. So it, at least it's not like the hero organization is completely ignorant of how strong he is. But as a matter to the public, no one gives a shit. And right. And he, yeah, he does move up because eventually he is able to be B rank, I believe. And he doesn't have to completely be active. Yeah. He doesn't have compulsive. Because it's like C rank and below, you have to basically be doing it. I don't know if you could, if you guys can hear that. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I definitely heard that. That sounded like someone was being murdered in your basement or something. It's not. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, my roommate is watching the Falcons on TV right now. It is. Oh, he's one of those sports fans. Yeah. My Lions won, <laughs> so I'm happy about that. Anyways, <laughs> different subjects, but one thing I, I did like about this was the very end where the Kambu monster was here, and Saitama really doesn't even, like, gives him credit as a monster, because I think Genos is like, where'd you get all that? And he goes, oh, I just found it, and he's like, I found all this good Kambu. Like, he doesn't even basically treat him as even a monster, so... I think that was And you got to think that's kind of I mean I know Saitama's kind of not viewing him as a monster but that's kind of fucked up because if monsters are at least any bit human 
in any way. Like, I don't think they are. But if there's any part of humanity in a monster, you're just eating somebody. (laughs) I guess you could see it as it's eating his hair or something. I don't know. It's just really strange. Yeah, even though uh, his whole body was covered in it. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, there's there's diseases where people are covered in hair. Completely. Uh, But but I guess if he views monsters as animals then it's just like you would be eating a cow i guess yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it's just strange anyway <laughs> yeah we're not getting into the philosophical views of villains in one punch we once again see saitama and jenos enjoying another lazy day at home when <laughs> the news comes on calling for <laughs> all S-rank heroes in the area of Z-City to help when a meteor threatens to level not just Z-City, but the surrounding cities as well. To much of his surprise, Genos finds that only him and another S-rank person named Bang is of the only two heroes that decide to come out and help. Genos heads to stop the meteor when Metal Knight comes but refuses to cooperate with each other as he is only there to test out his new arsenal weapons that end up having no impact on the meteor and decides to leave. Genos also tries, but he fails, and just when... This dude has, like, self-confidence issues, I swear. Because, like, when shit doesn't... When he fails, he, like, immediately goes to self-destruct. Like... He never has. He really does. That's his go-to. <laughs> when he was fighting Mosquito Queen and was about to die, self-destruct. When he does this, self-destruct. In another battle, self-destruct. Like, yeah. I guess it's good for so- that he's willing to die for this. But like, he doesn't hesitate. Like he doesn't wait. He immediately is like, "All right, time to self-destruct." <laughs> for somebody who has such a dedication to figuring out the his backstory of who killed his family, he's very willing to just give that up to blow himself away. And pretty motivated to get stronger too with like trying to learn from Saitama and everything. Yeah. So it's just this weird uh. thing where it's like all of a sudden his confidence goes away when he's in these monstrosities, which again, he loses this battle, but S rank heroes could not stop this meteor. Again, he, it, it shows up that he loses a lot, but it's all, like, S-rank emergencies that, like, he loses. So, but going off of this, right when he decides that, he's like, all right, self-destruct time. Saitama <laughs> comes in and smashes it in one punch. However, fragments do continue to fall and destroy some people's houses. And then the next day, Saitama goes out on patrol like usual when Tank Top Tiger, the sore loser from before, spots him and calls his brother Tank Top Hide over. God, I wish they had come up with better names. I hate it so <laughs> much. I absolutely hate the Tank Top heroes. I really do. And they try to belittle him in this mob of civilians, telling them that it's his fault that they lost their homes. And like they think, ha, now this up-and-coming rookie is going to be demoralized. But instead, Saitama puts the old Uno reverse card and actually yells back <laughs> at them, 
saying like he doesn't care what you people think he became a hero because he likes it not because he wants fame from you and he even says like just because i'm bald you hate me and he's like and then, like <laughs> what is it was like we never said anything. he's like shut up i heard you <laughs> like, yeah he's very insecure about his baldness <laughs> which just makes this all the more funny and i've said it in a i think in our isekai episode which you guys should also go watch if you guys like the isekai genre about how to make an overpowered character the right way and i gave saitama as the excuse in the bad way and it's just another one of these where I we've said it time and time again. He is just so human at his core, like his beliefs and everything. That if he did, if he was not this overpowered strength, super strength guy, like he doesn't have fancy powers or anything. He's literally just like Superman, but without all the extra abilities and stuff. Like he just literally mm-hmm. has a super body because i would say just super strength but like he can also like deflect stuff whatever and all that stuff like he's just a straight to the core a superhuman person but if he didn't have that power he is just an ordinary person to his core to his belief he never like flaunts his power in fact he's just so frustrated by his power because he's too strong and the fact that like he still idolizes heroes, and that's why he does do this hero thing, because he likes it. He just likes being a hero. Not necessarily, even though at some point he's like, wait, why why don't we have a fan club? I think that's just jealousy of Genos. Uh, but more than anything, he's just like, yeah, I'm just a hero because I like it. Like, that's all that there is to it. And he's just such a normal person. These interactions with them that make them seem like an ordinary person just makes you love the character even more. Yeah, he... Yeah, because you see him fighting, like, whenever... Well, before he starts fighting, if he sees that an enemy is so strong that it's taking out S-Rings and stuff, he starts to kind of, like, get giddy and excited to fight this creature, and then he always fights it, and he's just like, oh, Okay. Well, time to go to the store and get my eggs because they're on sale. I'm, I live a boring life because nothing is fun anymore. But yeah, and just that aspect of him just makes him so interesting. So, a couple a couple days later, we don't really often get time frames, so I assume it's a couple days later. Uh, sea Folk Messenger arrives telling the world about the invasions of the sea folk and how they will rule earth um, because their time of ruling the sea is over and now they're going to take to land but Saitama on the way home runs into him and defeats him with one punch and it is just a quick little dispatch of this guy and Moomin Rider arrives late to the scene where he sees the aftermath of Saitama's fight and looks him up and I always I find Moomin Rider such an interesting hero because this would be Saitama if Saitama didn't have superhuman strength because he's just this boring loser who likes being a hero. And I think that's why they include him because he would literally be Saitama. But I don't actually know if that's why they include him. He is very comedic relief 
in certain instances, and it's just kind of pathetic. Um, but over at J-City, more sea folk are arriving, and the heroes there are engaged in battle. They seem to be winning before the Sea King arrives and promptly defeats all of them and even the big-name heroes. Uh, Speedo Sonic, however, managed to have a stalemate until it started raining and the Sea King unleashes his true form and causes Speedo Sonic to retreat. And at this point, I think Speedo Sonic has like a little monologue where he's like, I am not a hero, but I'm going to fight you just to prove how strong I am. And then this whole rain situation happens. He's like, oh, shit. All right. I'm not even a hero. I don't really care all that much. So he bails. And... Uh, Saitama chases after Speedosonic after meeting up with Mugen Rider, uh, who was passing by at the time. After uh, Saitama catches up to Speedosonic and learns what happened, he runs back to where he last saw Mugen Rider, and he only sees his cell phone, and this serious mode of Saitama activates, which is when Saitama gets serious, like his whole animation style changes, and he becomes like this not-so-derpy character, and it's pretty interesting to see because he just his whole face like changes his shading changes and it's pretty fun yeah i've i've said it time and time again i love it when the anim they do like animation changes and everything and the fact that you get both sides with saitama you get like the where there's like four lines to this character and then you get this serious one where all this shading and everything comes in. And they do it really well going off from, like, when to place it and everything for, like, comedic timing and all this stuff. But, yeah. Like you mentioned, though, I'm, I wanted to mention one more thing was the fact that, like, Moomin Rider is almost, like, Saitama without powers. Though I think Side mm -hmm. or Moomin Wider is more proactive than Saitama. Oh yeah, but yeah, that's for sure. But then again, Saitama was also very like proactive in his early days. I think true it's, until he got bored. Yeah, I think it's because he got so strong that's when he got like lazy. So I do like the depiction that they do kind of like put this here because Moomin Rider is legit a normal person like he rides around on a bicycle and he just yeah he's just a guy yeah he's just a guy with like studded leather as like armor that he rides he even <laughs> i love it because when this is all going down and he's trying to rush to this area it is downpouring rain he stops at a red light no, no one around. <laughs> nobody there. But he decides to stop at a red light, and the and like uh, just waste time or not waste that like. Fouls yeah, the it's like there's literally nobody. Not a civilian. Not a car <laughs> around. Nothing. It's like, and, dude, just fucking go. Yeah, like. <laughs> Dude, just go. Like, come on. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It just shows how wholesome he is. Yeah, that's the part that I think is a little different than Saitama. I don't think he would have followed the rules to that extent. But yeah, it's a good similarity. But uh, 
Anyways, since he is only uh, a C rank, Saitama actually has to wait for the Heroes Association to let him fight. Meanwhile, Genos begins the fight with the Sea King with his new upgrades and seems he is able to defeat him, or so he thought. He lets his guard down and ends up getting his arm ripped off as he tells everyone to run because he can't beat him. But before they can do anything, the Sea King spits acid towards a girl, but Genos uses his body as a shield and is nearly melted alive. But before the finishing blow comes, Moomin Rider shows up and throws his bicycle at him, which <laughs> literally does nothing. It just, like, <laughs> bounces off his, like, skin or, like, whatever and just, like, falls to the ground like nothing ever happened. And, like we mentioned, he is literally just a regular person, but he refuses to give up. And when he gets knocked away, that looks like it would, like this last hit would probably kill him. Saitama comes in and catches it. And of course, you guessed it, he wins in one punch when he finally shows up. However, this causes some controversy as the populace thinks that the other heroes are frauds since a C rank hero was able to defeat him while the other S ranks couldn't. Hearing this, Saitama decides to downplay his victory, saying it was so easy thanks to the other heroes and that they should give him more respect because he needs the heroes alive so he can cash in on that defeat. This saves the hero's reputation but worsens his. Later, Genos and Saitama are opening fan mail when he receives one saying that he has been promoted to B-class. Then we get a quick little view of Sweet Mask, who is appalled of the work of the A and S rank heroes action at the recent incident. That is the guy you were mentioning earlier about how he is like the number one S rank uh, mm -hmm. person that is stopping everyone from advancing. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> I don't like this guy. But at least Saitama finally gets to be promoted. It's one of those things, though, that that whole episode was... It's kind of sad because he takes the fall. And, you, of course, as viewers, we know that he doesn't need to take the fall. Like, he is actually strong. But he's a good person, so he does. Yeah, this is where I think he also... Like we mentioned, to his core, he does want to be a hero. And, like, this just, I think, also solidifies that, that he knows to take the high road or whatever. Like, it, it doesn't matter how bad his reputation is going to get if people hate him. He will still continue to be a hero. Like, because yeah. he literally enjoys being a hero. Um, mm -hmm. And that, I think this just solidifies, like, how great of a person he actually is, even if you... Like, even if it doesn't really show it. Yeah, I agree. So, the next episode, we get a first look at Tatsumaki, the Tornado Terror. And she's in action, and she brings this meteor down to destroy a monster. And it's definitely a little bit overkill, but I think they're trying to show how strong this character is. 
Uh, meanwhile, Genos and Saitama are currently, currently at Bang's Dojo, where he originally wants to teach Saitama the martial arts, but he kind of refuses. Uh, then he tells the story of how one of his disciples, Garo, wa- went on a rampage, destroying all of his top students. But their conversation is cut short when an S-Rank emergency meeting is being called. And I just want to point out that when I first watched it, I thought nothing of this Garo character. That's a little bit of foreshadowing for the next season. Uh, Genos is summoned and Saitama tags along. And we finally get to meet the other S-Rank heroes, which is Atomic Samurai, uh, Puri Puri Prisoner, uh, Metal Bat, Tank Top Master, Flashy Flash... Watchdog Man, Super Alloy, Dark Shrine, Pig God, Drive Knight, Zombie Man King, and Child Emperor. And let me say, these names are <laughs> cheesy and terrible. But that's part of the show. Say, it, to be fair, it does fit with the show. But yeah. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. During this meeting, it is revealed that the Earth is doomed by a prophecy that was heard from uh, Shiba Bawa whose future telling has been 100% accurate so far. Just as they were discussing the events, they are attacked by Skyfolk, and this huge alien ship descends upon the planets. The S-Rank split up from... Uh, while well, some remained in the ground, uh, on the ground, sorry, while others tried to figure out how to destroy the spaceship. All the while, Saitama has already infiltrated the ship. He wasted no time. He like knew this was happening. He's just like, okay, let's go. And he's infiltrating the ship, destroying everything that stands in his way. And he reaches a throne room where Boros is waiting. Which, I gotta say, I freaking love the interaction. I think it's more coming up in this episode that this happens. But when he's just running amok, and then the dude is on the <laughs> intercom like... If you go this way, he's like, would you stop running, like destroying a base? He's like, I'm trying to get out. I'm lost. And he's like, wait, really? <laughs> yeah. So if I tell you where to go, you'll leave? And he's like, yeah. He's like, all right, well, turn left here. And then he gets this smirk like, ha, that means I should go right. So I'm going to go right. <laughs> yeah. And it's just this like uh. childish thing that, again, is just like a charm point of him because mm-hmm. you realize like everyone else is like taking this so seriously and then Saitama is just having fun. Like he's literally just having yeah, fun. Yeah, he's, he's just enjoying it. <laughs> I think he sees this like, okay, this is obviously otherworldly. Maybe I'm going to have a decent challenge here. So he's like kind of getting excited for the potential here. Exactly. So the battle rages on below against a person named Mel- Melzagard who is able to keep regenerate even after like all the attacks from the other heroes. And when one of them tells him like, you guys need to stop. It's useless. He's just going to keep going. Like your attacks aren't working, but they say that this is the only thing that they know how to do. And I'm like, again, how did Saitama then fail this C rank? If they're just being muscle brained <laughs> idiots, but yeah, the, all they do is, <laughs> just destroy and it gets them to where they need to be so it makes no sense so Mazagard requests bombardment from the ship but obviously they are a little busy because they are trying to deal with Saitama who's blowing up the ship from the inside just as things are starting to not look good one of the S-rank heroes Metal Bat 
notices a marble-like object and destroys it, causing a part of Melzagar to crumble. Now that they know what to look for, they begin their counterattack. And just as they do, the bombardment happens. However, luckily, T Tatsumaki is there using her telekinetic powers, stops all the shells at once, and actually sends them back to the ship. Now, we finally get to meet up with Saitama and Boris, who explains why he's here, but Saitama doesn't really care and punches him, and much to his surprise, he actually lives, only having his armor destroyed, but that was actually holding Baru's back, its true strength. Now with it's gone, his true form is revealed. <laughs> yeah, so this is probably the one time in the show where you're actually like, oh shit, something interesting might actually happen here. So you kind of get a little excited, like, all right, here we go. So the fight between Baros and Saitama begins, or, well, continues, as Saitama is even hit so hard that he gets launched to the moon. Of course, he comes back with no problems. He's kind of just like, huh, okay. Brushes off and just jumps back to Earth and leaves this giant-ass crater. Uh, and they continue the fight, but due to Boris's high regenerative, regenerative powers, neither can get a finishing blow on each other. And so they continue to do this fight, and that's when they release their ultimate moves. <laughs> Saitama's moves was Fury of... Uh, normal punches or like consecutive normal punches which eventually destroys Boris who admits like he's nowhere near his strength he's kind of like okay like I came here to fight and I did not expect like this to happen this was very impressive and on the ground while they're all able to destroy the marbles hidden within uh, the uh, Mel's uh, Meslagard uh, they put an end to that battle just then, uh, Sweet Mask comes and says how disappointed he is with them that they are the reason the city is destroyed. Because <laughs> that's another thing about these S-rank heroes is they really are just brute strength, like you've mentioned. They don't really think about their actions, and they kind of just wreak havoc everywhere they go. Like, they do save the city, but they also cause a lot of damage. Um, he walks up to the alien captives and eventually just kills them outright. And saying this is what you need to do. And this is why he stays at uh, the A rank, the A class, number one spot. So nobody can pass to S rank without defeating him. Because he sees himself as above S these S ranks. They're just not fit to be in their position. And eventually in the post credit scenes, after the uh, party like celebrates or whatever, we see Saitama back to defeating people in one punch much to his frustration. So after all that, he was a little happy about the Boris fight, but even Boris mentions like you were holding back, and Saitama is just still kind of in that rut where he cannot find someone who just works, is on the same level as him. Also, I know they don't make him as a likable character, but he still just pisses me off so much because it... I feel like he's just being so hypocritical, too, that he's like, oh, how could you let this happen? Like, bitch, I have not seen you fight. Where have you been <laughs> right, in all like, these emergencies? You? Like, please, show me how you would do that. How would you have stopped the fucking, 
like 20 mile long in diameter meteor that was going to destroy the city. How would you have destroyed that without destroying the house? An alien invasion came out of nowhere and just started attacking indiscriminately. Like how were you, how were you going to protect the city if you were there? Like what powers do you have exactly? So like, I know they didn't write him to be likable, but like, I just hate him so much. He's just very unlikable. <laughs> like it's interesting yeah. to have that philosophy. Like, Hey, that would be kind of cool for the a rank to be like that. If he wasn't just such an ass. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. He's, he's very frustrating. And yeah, do you have a question of the day for us before we sign out? Um, I guess who would besides Saitama? Because a lot of people might choose him. Maybe people don't even like him, but I think he's great. I love him as a kid. They did so well with his character. But uh, besides Saitama, what other hero? Like, who would be your next favorite hero? Yeah. Also, is there anybody in S rank that you think doesn't deserve to be the there? The one person I think 100% deserves to be there. You, He seems more action in season two, so it's not really spoilers saying this, but his watchdog man. <laughs> uh, it's, it's quite interesting because despite being... Yeah, so he does get some action, but even then, he doesn't really get... You don't get to see it all that much. And it's very interesting because he's this mysterious S-rank that everyone looks up to, but you don't actually get to see his skills. But every time you do <sighs> see like his aftermath of like whatever happens, the city isn't destroyed. So he... Yeah, he's really yeah, good. He is like true to his thing. But the his only flaw is that... like. If I'm not mistaken, he's like in charge of one district, so he doesn't like mm-hmm. go out anywhere else. He's just like, "This is yeah. my home. I will protect this area." His and territory. Unless he is specifically called by like the Heroes Association, he won't move. That would be like his only flaw. Yeah. Yeah. One character that I don't think we really get shown in season two. We will in season three because I've I've read the manga is zombie man he's a very interesting character that is kind of op in a way like he's not op but he is because his power is regeneration and he can't die so he's going to be an interesting one to see in the the new season he sounds like a fun character to see especially in like this type of setting Mm-hmm. yeah yeah where they're not afraid to yeah. kill people <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah so I think that'll be it for this episode. So don't forget to show us some love and support on patreon.com uh, slash weepswan. And of course, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at weepswan. And you can contact us at any time at weepswan at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening. That'll be it from us today. I've been your host, Bobby. And I'm Joshua. And we will see you guys next time when we weep spawn.